I just want to wake up every day, throw a leg over my scoot, and ride. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. Stories from the road, on-road and off-road. Whether you are a rider, wrencher, racer, or just a weekend warrior, this is the show for you. You found us, my fellows. And now, your host, Bob Marshall. It's that time again, boys, girls, wrenchers, riders, racers. Welcome back, American Roadrunner Motorcycle Show. I am your host, Bob Marshall. This is going to be a good one, part two, how the ride actually went with the Ride One Cane a Day with Miss Beulah May. But first, American Roadrunner presents Roadrunner in the Headlight. Let's get excited about some other people doing the Ride One Can today. I gotta tell you, this pandemic has been killing us. Meanwhile, people are out there just killing it, having a good time, enjoying the roads of America while they're open. There may not be anywhere to eat or even use a bathroom. You just gotta go off in the bushes and bring your own. We're starting with Rowan Byers at on the Instagram. He crushed his 1K loop around gorgeous California with a quick ride into Nevada. 1,064 miles in 19 hours, 5 minutes. He writes, I mentioned to my friend that I wanted to do a ride one can a day while the roads were clear and I wasn't working. He said he wanted to as well. It took us a few weeks to get our box ship shape, but the first day we both felt good about. We saddled up and went for it. I rode down south from L.A. to meet up. Then we headed up the old 395. We took that all the way up to the 50, taking my favorite way in and out of Tahoe area to the Central Valley, where we ground out the rest of the miles. I ended my ride in L.A. and Arnaldo headed south to finish his. Well done. Let's mix it up and bring one from the east. And by east, I mean very southeast. Rider one of two, one Mr. Dapper underscore Dan Man on the Instagram. Knocked out his loop around Florida. Stayed in Florida the whole time. Yes, he had a riding buddy. We'll get to that in a minute. Exactly 1,000 miles in 19 hours, 35 minutes. How he got exactly 1,000 miles, I have no clue. Good for him. I think that deserves extra bounded points in itself. He writes, like any good, well-thought-out plan, ours went to shit almost immediately. We started on a loosely graveled road, leaving Holder Mine Campground in with Lakachi State Forest. I think I'm saying that wrong. With Lakachi State Forest heading for our first villop in Inverness. I just found out about the Ride One Can a day earlier in the week, and after everyone backed out of a quick trip to Deals Gap, I got my buddy Caleb to come along and ride 1,000 miles in a single day. We wanted to hit Key West, a bucket list ride for both of us, avoiding the interstates at all costs. Then, come up the East Coast and across Florida, back home to Tampa Bay. That didn't happen. Not any of it. We realized staying off the interstates would make the first 120-ish miles take three hours. 
So we took I-75 to the Tamiami Trail, figured we'd cross Alligator Alley off the interstate before hooking up with the Route 1 in Miami towards the Keys. After a delicious but time-consuming lunch stop and some slow traffic on a single-lane road, we realized we not only have to book it on the interstate, but Key West wasn't going to be an option, even after we concocted a plan to sneak down to the current closed keys. So we backtracked to 29 and went up to 75 where the wind beat us to shit for an hour straight. Then again for hours after at various spots. From there we traced the edge of Florida stopping every 130 miles as we went up I-95 across I-10 for a bit and through Lake City to I-75. We had to retrace some I-75 and pass our exit home to go further south and loop back up via the Sunshine Skyway so we could make all our miles. Sometime after midnight and my fourth bang of the day, my body started rejecting everything. The road began to blur. I was shivering uncontrollably from exhaustion, and I knew I had to fight for my last 130 miles. Caleb is a more skilled rider, so I told him to speed ahead. I put on some Warren Zevon, took a breath, twisted my throttle, and proved to myself that my body, mind, and my beautiful machine can take anything you throw our way. That is awesome. Well written. Thank you, Mr. Dapper underscore Dan Man on the gram. Next up, rider two of two on this one. This goes out to on the gram, Caleb Hensley 95. He crushed his 1K loop in 18 hours, 56 minutes. And this was a riding partner of Dapper underscore Dan Man. He writes, well, I started Friday, May 8th with a group to do a camping trip Friday night, which was a story in itself. But Saturday morning, we all woke up and everyone went their separate ways, except for my buddy Danny and myself which were the only ones to accept the challenge. We left Inverness, Florida, and went to the closest gas station in this podunk town, which, in fact, only had 87 octane nonetheless. We took our pictures, and we were on the way. We sat out southbound, headed for the highway to get a good leg up on the trip, or so we thought. We had a couple stops off the highway for gas and continued south till we made it to Naples and we got off the highway. Then got into a two lane that took us through the marshlands of Florida. From there, we took that away and stopped at a ridiculously overpriced gas station and some lunch at Joni's Blue Crab Cafe. That's a good name. At lunch, we decided we could not head for the Keys nor stay on the two lane if we wanted to finish the challenge. So, following lunch, we hopped back onto the highway and got beaten by the wind for the next 200-ish miles. After we hit Fort Lauderdale, we headed north up to the west coast and continued making pretty good time. We made it to just outside Jacksonville before sundown and we both knew we had to keep it up. We headed west and continued on until we exited for gas in Lake City, where he informed me he couldn't see anything with his tinted goggles on at night with a stock dual headlight. He switched to some clears, and we were off, headed south finally in the direction of home. We made our last stop together in Brooksville, where we both, at this point, 
were exhausted and shivering, not from the cold, but from pure exhaustion. We drank some energy drinks and got back on the road. At this point, I needed to keep going at a fast pace to get home before the energy wore off. Danny, on the other hand, was on a slower pace. At this point, we split apart about an hour or so from our houses. I blasted through and made it home. 18 hours, 56 minutes. So, who's interested in hearing all about Beulah May, Ride One Can A Day, Part 2. Enjoy my film. Been a good thousand miles, Miss Beulah May. It sure has been for me. Maybe not so much for the rest of it. So where do we start? Do we start with the rain, the heat, the wrong turn, the crash, (laughs) the tire explosion? There was no rain. Oh, I felt a few drops. Oh, you did? Remember we were kissing it up there? Yeah, I on didn't. On way into Bishop? I didn't. I had I had leather on all day long. 1,000 miles. 1,000. Let's get your take on it. 1,065. 32. 1,032. Okay. I think it mapped out at 1,020. So 1,032 is... couple. Well, because I got those extra miles anyways. Oh, because I made the wrong into- turn. No, oh. to, what is Tonopa? How do, I don't know how to say these mm. Native American names. Tonopa. Tonopa. Oh, that right. That's right. The time I ran out of gas. There's so much. We should start at the <laughs> Where beginning. Where should we start? <laughs> we should start with. It all with, sounded like fun and games until last someone night. got hurt. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so we started. We our official start time was like six thirty something, yeah. which for me personally. Not what I, I would have chosen, uh-huh. but since you so graciously agreed to do this, like 100% not going to complain. I got a partner in crime. Fuck it. Oh, you would have started later? Earlier. Oh, earlier. Okay. Yeah. 4 a.m. Yeah. Because that was my theory. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. That traveling chopper Charlie guy that beat me in the race, that's his theory too. Does he, I meant to ask, does he, did he do Stampede? Is that how you know him? No, no. I so just how know do you him. know him? I know him from... Honestly, I know him because he bought my book. He bought my book and then sent me a message about how much he enjoyed reading it. And I had read several of his articles before. And we had met. It was pretty exciting. We I met him years ago, the same night I met Jesse Combs. I'm sitting in a bar mm-hmm. talking to him and his lovely wife, Kayla. And I, all of a sudden, I ran into her on the way to Babes Right Out just fucking randomly. And then oh, cool. I later put two and two together. We were just at uh, a lookout and I saw a girl on a motorcycle. I'm like, hey, you just uh, have Kayla, me go my way. Yeah, Kayla Cornet is one of my favorite people. She's just so talented and yeah. so gracious and from Wisconsin. And what else can you ask for? I wish I could. I just We just met her there and then she ended up peeling off because we were going, not slow, but um, we were breaking in my friend Rochelle's motor. And uh, she just she had to get to the camp because she was doing right. art stuff. So that's cool. Um, yeah, that was I've... the first time I I met her. But Chopper Charlie did, has he done a bunch of one Ks or does he just ride like that? Like he just jams like that? Or he just likes to ride. Yeah, he likes to jam. So we set it up last year to race up to the Oregon Run. Oh well, yeah, you met us up there. Sorry, you were there. And uh, yeah, he. You know, I think we started at 6 a.m. that time, mm-hmm. which I think was 5 a.m. where he was. He was in Utah. Mm-hmm. He started different routes, same mm-hmm. ending location. Crazy. 
My route was obviously a bit rougher, but not to the extent of, I think you beat me by almost three hours. I mean, it was really bad. Uh, It was really bad. So you don't have a good track record. Maybe you weren't the person. Mm. (laughs) Well, that's it. I feel like such a terrible host because all the mistakes were made. Absolutely, absolutely not. You know, I was thinking about that too. And I was thinking about it while we were writing, like some of the other girls that I had considered that I know ride. We talked about this. Their bikes are bigger, more comfortable, uh, bigger tanks. So I would have been holding them up with my situation. Right. And so, like I said, when we talked, are you available? How fast do you ride? What's your, how often do you stop? Those three things were like not even a discussion. So it was like moving forward. Okay. Which route are we going to take? <laughs> right. 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 Um, and because it was such short notice, that, that was another consideration for me also. Um, like I said, I probably would have just done it by myself instead of like trying to wrangle somebody. Well, I think sometimes that's okay. Mm-hmm. I th- maybe that's even better sometimes. You and I are very different riders, uh, but we had a great time. I mean, yeah. we were able to mutually respect each other's hand mistakes, signals, hand sig- lack of hand <laughs> signals. Which, okay, so that's another thing that was different for me on this ride is usually the person in front of me is in the left side of the lane. Sure. Like that's, that's how I learned how to ride. Sure. Um, but it was really nice because when I was paying attention to your hand signals, I could see them a little easier because that was your left hand and that, and it was right there. So, so after that one little hiccup, uh, so what happened was we were going to Ely, which I wouldn't have known how to pronounce that either. Um, I saw a sign, E-L-Y, I saw a sign and it was going right straight ahead. So I was just kind of like fucking zoning out. Cool. I just saw the sign. We keep going forward. And then you were going to make a left, Mm -hmm. but because you were in the right hand side and then I realized what the fuck was happening. I didn't slow down enough. I was able to get around you. You saw that I was coming around you. There was no oncoming traffic. And then I went over to the side to pull off and it was this like super little pebble gravelly thing. And I fucking dumped it. I, I don't I don't even know how Beulah, you did not dump it. You turned the back upside down. <laughs> and then I get off and I'm like, there's not even dust on my knees. I didn't even know if I fell off with it. Like, did I no, Paul? You Do you like- know that you know that scene from I think it's Wet Hot American Summer where Paul Red jumps off his bike and the bike just keeps fucking going. That's like, what it looked that's- like. <laughs> I was hoping you would say that's what it looked that's like. Exactly that fucking cool. Like. And then the bike is like not even on its side, completely upside down. <laughs> Like it's a bicycle and you're going to no. change the time. He's no. being ridiculous. It was pretty But close. I felt really bad because you came over and like, I, I can do the thing. Like I've picked my bike up before. I didn't drop it. It fell over when I wasn't sitting on it. And I, you know, did that thing where you like turn the handlebars and, yeah. and I can do it. I can do it. But I don't know if it's because it was on, it shouldn't make a difference because it was on, that's just, the high side, right? It just, yeah. It just pivoted on the pipe just right and turned it you know oh the, okay farther over anyways but we and we got it i wanted to take a picture because it's fucking hilarious <laughs> but also i don't like my bike being like that i don't know right. what's happening i need to make sure it can still run like just get it up and can it start please bike upside down no good <laughs> um so yeah that was the first but i mean everything up until there was fine we made it through vegas just fine like there was and all that stuff was easy yeah and that was like the first like new part of the road i've never been to that area i didn't know any of that stuff like i've i've been at that gas station at the is it the six that we take off the 15 
Or is it uh, we took something the 93. it turns into the six? Yeah. We took the 93 up to Ely, and then we kind of had to double back 20 miles or so. So why did six. we do that? You're like, we turned mm. left because you're like, this is a shortcut. And then we had to like go up and then double back. So how, I don't understand. Right. The other way to Ely where you stay on the 93 would have been like another, it's like 40, 50, 60 miles. I don't even know. It's ridiculous. Oh, okay. It cuts all the way around. Okay. The route we took, we took a shortcut on the 381, but that's what the route was. It yeah. wasn't a shortcut to the route. We just had to jump up into Ely and then so jump we back so on the we six. topped off, right. and there's all these signs on the road that are like next gas 167 miles. Okay. I'm like, wow, that's weird because Bob thinks there's a gas station at 109. Maybe these signs are old. Maybe they're old. My tank can go 128 and sputtered into the gas station at Cayucos because here's the thing. Last weekend I did San Simeon, which basically right. was like a conditioning run. And I wanted to check how far I could actually go on my gas tank. Right. Um, and I knew I couldn't go 167. <laughs> so I was like, all right, Bob, you should say so. And so Google told me there was gas at some place called Warren Springs, which was 109 miles from Ely on the 6th. That's true. Guess what? Google was wrong. There was nothing at Warm Springs. There was the extraterrestrial like road. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, the cutoff for Rachel was there. There was nothing else there. Yeah. So... So we, had we to kept push. no we so we we got up that pass we got up to the top and then um we pulled over because I had that gallon yeah and so for me at that point it was like the gas has to go in one of our bikes because only one of us is going to make it if right. I give you a little bit and I give myself a little bit maybe we make it Probably. but what if we both run out of gas right. so we put it all in mine right. and then you did end up running out ten miles uh, short of. I could see it. That's the worst part. Yeah. I could see it up on the plateau. <laughs> it was it. It might have only been five. It was just so short. Yeah. It peeved me off. My phone worked fine. Everything's good. Yeah. I'm just out of gas. Yeah. I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Luckily, and that was funny because I said, "Well, I'm out of gas. You go ahead." Yeah. And then as you're pulling away, I'm like, "Don't forget to come back." Don't though. stop it. Get out of here. Uh, lucky for me, you came back. Yeah. Gave me some gas. And that's yeah. when we realized that my exhaust flange. Right. You had ugh, lost some bolts. I lost some bolts. And I nice usually gasket. Uh, Loctite them on. And it's been to the shop a couple of times. And I don't know if it's just my bike, but my back ones have always rattled off since I first got my bike. Oh. I've lost so many of them. Um, and it was to the point where I would just blue Loctite it and sure. I didn't think about it. So I didn't think about it this time. I didn't think to check if they had done that because my front bolts are fine. Right. But the back ones, um, they rattled off. And so the fucking flange just bouncing around these beautiful new pipes, ruining them and sounding horrible. And that fucking sucked. And and everything yeah. was closed. We're in these tiny towns. AutoZone was closed. Right. There's no I found Walmart. a piece of metal strap on the ground <laughs> that was like 10 inches. And I'm like, I'm just going to wrap it around the pipe and tension it and hold that fucking flange in place so it doesn't wrap. Yeah. That lasted like 20 miles. It, it, we it did our best. Work. I got yeah. some bailing wire at the last. Um, oh, cool. At that pilot gas stop uh, just before I got on the 15. Um, but it didn't It didn't last either. So it yeah. whatever. That's, I just want to make sure those are on before I ride home. And so this brings me to my other point. Like, I have to tell you, it's not that I don't want to sleep here. It's I don't want to wake up here. I want to wake up at home. 
Um, oh, yeah. I am going to sleep. <clears throat> this is much later. It's 3.31. I'm looking at your clock right now. This Gee. is much later than we uh, anticipated. Yeah. And we missed a little part of the story, and I will circle back to it. Um, just This is just a note to you, but your listeners are going to get it. Uh, if You know, I sleep terribly, so if I wake mm. up at like 5, I'm probably just going to leave. Sure. So nothing. I just, I just, I just want to be home. No like, worries. Like I'd rather be home right now. The gate is open. Okay. Uh, so that's that. So let's circle back. So we made it to. Yeah. Then we make it into Bishop. Into Bishop, that and was we're a like nice California. California. There's gas here. It's yeah. It's gonna be great. That was we were good. Hauling butt. Because we knew when we were running out of fuel, we did real slow. Yeah. We were just cruising like 65, 70. And, and that a made a fuck. huge difference. That oh, gave me like an extra oh, yeah. 15, 20 miles, and that made a big difference. I think that was the biggest patience, uh, test your patience. Here, you get a celebratory cookie. Oh, I don't want one. I want a celebratory oh. something else. Okay. I want to get a celebratory cookie. So then we hit Bishop, get some more fuel. Well, I think we were back in Tonopah when you fell asleep at the gas station. That was cute. I might have gotten a picture of that, or I might have put it up on the IG stories. I just needed like five minutes to close my eyes just to get that little like... Yeah. Well, we were hauling butt. Wonderful sunset coming down out of Bishop. Yeah. That sun, that like that shaft of sunlight over so, those like... yeah. yeah. The rain kissed us just for a half a second, got a few drops. I thought, this is great. Like, now we need to rain, but it didn't. Yeah, there's the clouds, and then we started turning left. Right, right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> started heading south, and then we got on the 395, mm -hmm. and then there was the cutoff for the 14 to get in L.A. or take the 395. Well, we stopped at that south. gas station. Oh, yeah. What, what time? That was like, was that around a lot? No. 10.30? Yeah, that was a gas station right under Kennedy Springs there. Yeah. On the 395. We were there. I don't know what I did, but it wasn't. I was purposely not looking at the time because every time I mentioned something then about it, you'd get mad and go, don't well, tell me what time it well, is. Well, I only know that it must have been around 1030 because the next part of the story, I remember looking at my phone and it was 1111 and I had to stop and make a wish. That's right. Because <laughs> the next part of the story is we hit the off ramp and as soon as we are on the 395 off the 14 we look up and the moon Ugh. is bright red and rising on the road right in front of us and i had mentioned it at the gas station i was like right. where's the moon it was just it was full a couple nights ago it the, it rose at like 6:45 so like i don't understand the moon and science and things so i was like it should be up it's always slowing down i yeah. don't know whatever and then so we started driving from the gas station and we looked at the left, and I was like, look, there it is. And then when we hit the 395, it was right fucking in front of us. Just right. big and orange and... Gorgeous. Ugh. And you pulled right next to me, and I'm like, and we're just are like, you okay? And you're pointing your arms out like, this is the best. We just talked about this, and now we're heading straight at the... Well, it's not full, but it was still really big, because it was just right on the horizon. And, yeah. ugh. and then... We're side I by see side. You, see you wiggling. You scoop back just a little, and all of a sudden, my motorcycle is completely out of control at 90 miles an hour. Mm. We might have been going 85, but regardless, we're hauling serious butt. Yeah, because we're like, this is fucking two more gas stops. Right. We got to kill One it. to make sure that we don't run out before we get home, and right. then the very last one to make sure we got our miles. And it, it was 100 and... 
30 miles or whatever. Mm. And it turned out in the end, I blew my back tire. Bob got a flat. Well, I wish it was just a flat at the yeah. speed we were going. I It was the scariest thing I've ever done on a motorcycle because I was quite sure it was going down. Really? Oh, yeah. And the problem was the bars kept going out of control. I could not get the bars to straighten. Mm -hmm. The trick, anytime bars start slapping left and right, you have to push forward on them. And it's the exact opposite of your instinct. Your instinct yeah, is to try like, to tuck, yeah, in. tuck yeah. in, catch up with them. Your yeah. mind will never catch up. They're moving way too fast. Mm -hmm. So the whole time I'm literally pushing the bike forward, bam, 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 like just trying to get control of it and i realize i'm not slowing down mm. i'm hitting the brakes nothing's working i'm i'm trying to tap the front brake by this time i've pooped myself my heart's <laughs> in my brain so i start downshifting i click down into third and i'm doing this it's hard to operate the hand controls when you're pushing so hard forward so i really had to make the conscious decision of i'm going to take half a second pulling the clutch click down to third and as soon as I decelerated and reversed the inertia, then I had a little control of the bike. Because mm. you were there. I was left. I was right. Yeah. I mean, it was 15 feet of nuts where well, I could not control. And my little whoopsie doodle where I wasn't paying attention to your hand signals in the beginning of the day, like, I I was, like, made a conscious decision. Like, I was paying attention. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't right. just, like, zoning the fuck out like I, you know... Like I do. Well, and that was real good. I forgot to mention in that story, I did the same thing with my dad many years ago going <laughs> on the road. So it's not, that's a weird road. It wasn't, you did very good not running into me. Mm -hmm. Not so good, you know, 50 feet later when you crashed your own motorcycle <laughs> with no one around. But that's beside the point. Um, I wouldn't God have done that okay. on my own. That was situational. Yeah, you just grabbed too much front brake in the gravel, I think. But you were working hard to stop the bike so we could turn around. Yeah, I'm, I don't even, yeah, I don't, well, it just that, I wonder, well, it went that way, so, I don't know, whatever. It was good. Yeah. Um, Adventure. I was able to stop the bike. <laughs> um, believe it or not, that's happened to me before, the back tire exploding like that on a bike. But I was on the 91 freeway only doing like 60. Mm. And stopping a bike at 60 is a lot easier than stopping a bike at 80 or 90 or whatever we were doing. And the trick is when you get down about 10 miles an hour, you just got to lock up the back brake and you got to let the back tire, you know, obviously it's moving a little bit to the right at this point. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, then you're, then you're golden. Otherwise the bike will throw you out a few miles an hour. It'll throw you off. I've seen it. Mm. It sucks. So somehow we stopped and that was funny. You pulled up next to me. You go, are you okay? And I went, Ah, no, I'm not okay. Oh my You're, God, that was the worst ever. I'm pretty sure I shit my pants. I'm pretty sure I shit. <laughs> so I backed up a but, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let you have your moment. Right. I just had to freak for half a second. Yeah. Very unlike me. And so, and this this little stretch of the road is like between like that one gas station and then like Ridgecrest or Inyo Kern yeah, or whatever. Right, like right next to the Inyo Kern airport. And there's no nothing. No street lights. No. no nothing. And luckily there wasn't a lot of traffic, but there wasn't a lot of shoulder either. <clears throat> so we just pulled over I'm as far as we could. And you have it. I <laughs> um and so we ended up calling AAA and I don't know if we should like bust these people for giving you a ride home. We don't they have to cool. name names. 
AAA is whatever. They were they were the middleman. Uh, but at first, we were under the impression that Bob was going to have to ride on the back of my bike. And I'm like, well, fuck, if that's what we got to do, I'm not going to leave him on the I, side of the road. Yeah, I'm like, I and hold also, the record and also, in piloteering. <laughs> also, I'm not going to let him ride my bike because I want to do the 1K. Totally. You got to finish <laughs> it up. So... Um, Anyways, that ended up not having to happen. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Like, just, I mean, we could just sit on the, just see, let's just see. But like physically and mentally, I only had enough energy to like get myself home. And my bike was not built for the two of us. <laughs> well, I just, you know, I would, I'd be happy to like slap the side of your helmet and make sure you're awake <laughs> the whole the way home. Well, and then with the fucking exhaust, that was like a, another thing that was... I was thinking about too and like trying to take all of our weight up a hill, just like, just, it was bumming me out. And the weight of you on the back is much different than even with my saddlebags and a, and a giant pack full of camping equipment. Oh, big equipment. time. It slows it down. I just didn't. It changes everything. And then the emotional, like, you know, you have someone on the back at the end of this long fucking thing and it just... I knew I couldn't do it, and I felt really bad, but I had to be honest with my physical capability. No worries. And so I would have loved to have that. I think that would have been a great story, but this is still, this is part of the story. Like, what are you going to do? You you got home. Yes, you are safe. I'm your bike safe. got home. Whatever. Well, I had to ride home with Armando, the, the tow truck driver. Nice guy. But I tell you what, it's real hard to ride in a car. Or any truck for what, an hour and a half or two hours? It was 130 some odd miles. And then, you know, I mean, we're making small talk, but I'm just sitting there dozing off. Just, yeah. I could not. Cars are so fucking boring compared to motorcycles. I just can't sit in them, let alone be a passenger. And, anyways, he, he was a real nice guy. Mm -hmm. And AAA, super helpful. AAA still charged $9 a mile. <laughs> So I just gave the man every bit of cash I had, <laughs> you know? Mm. Well, I saved you 500 so you're Listen, welcome. that's above and beyond. <laughs> you're going to... I mean, I'm working very hard at being gracious at accepting gifts, and I thank you, Absolutely. Thank you greatly, but I'm you're gonna i'm gonna figure out something good that's for sure well and the thing about that was that was the was the thing that worried me like oh i don't want to like bum out someone else's ride i don't want to be and i'm not saying that you were because i didn't feel like that but like i don't want to be a burden i don't want to be the thing like i want to do this you, you know what i mean like i don't i don't want to hold anybody up because of my sure. whatever and i was like how can we get out of this the fastest? I have AAA. It's a hundred mile tow. Wow. I know we're more than that. Like, I just wanted to fix it mm -hmm. as quick as possible. And it wasn't like, uh, you, there was, here's my car. Call. Like, let's do this quick. It, yeah. So I yeah. didn't feel that. So I don't understand why I have that thing of like, why so, I would, someone else would feel that way when I'm like, have this weird, whatever. No, I think it was wonderful. Obviously in my mind, I don't have AAA. I don't like AAA. I used to have them. Um, I've been every a member time. for 23 years. <laughs> yeah, I was a member for like 12 or 15 <clears throat> years, whatever. But every time I'd go in there for something, they'd try to sell me homeowner's insurance. Don't buy it. 
I'm not interested. By the third time, I gave up and I kind of lost my crap. And I said, I'm already a customer and you just turned me off. So I'm no longer a customer. Mm. I have not had AAA for 12 years. I had never used it when I had it. Mm. I haven't used it since. This was the first tow I've ever had to do mm. on a motorcycle. Yeah. And the biggest problem is, of course, that bike has spokes, which means it was a tube that exploded. I don't think it was a tire. I think mm. I picked up something. And, of course, we'll the tire shredded at 90 miles an hour. Yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm going to rip it off tomorrow. Go get another tube and tire and see what it's all about. Now the tire shredded. It's it's horrific. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised it's I'm surprised it didn't just fall off the fucking rim, you know. It was so and I, And I bad. do I do have the Russ Brown card. Yeah. But the timing and where we were, I was just like, we... Oh, have no. a deadline and we need to solve this quickly and i don't have personal experience using russ brown and i have AAA, and we were so close to home it was there was no this wasn't yeah. the time to experiment um but that was also an option like i had both cards with me and i'm very fortunate uh, i've got race clubs abate members honestly i was going to call my secretary and just yeah. ask her to pick up my truck in the driveway and a ramp and cruise on up and find and I know she would have done it, but it's Saturday night at two in the morning, three yeah. in the morning. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. No, just I have it. Let's use it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's how I got my mom home from um, Babe's Ride Out when she hurt when she uh, dumped her bike in the sand. It was like, do you want to take an ambulance? Have Mikey come bring the tr-? like. It'll be right. so you can you and your bike are gonna be home in an hour, and then you can go to the hospital. Like, yeah. are you dying? Wait for AAA. <laughs> right, right, perfect. <laughs> Only mm. because I had to work that night. It wasn't like. I don't want to leave babes right now. It was like I had, I was committed to a thing. I already missed an appointment for my Integratron meditation. Like it is what it is. I just want to get you home quickly and mm. safely. So it worked AAA out for great. me as I've, I have it. I use it. Yeah. And I just spent $288 for the best tow and the most luxurious vehicle ever <laughs> compared to spending two hundred dollars a year and maybe using it or not you mm-hmm. know so it's a win-win for me too it was awesome because you paid for most yeah, of it all of the all the years that that you hadn't paid mm-hmm. like you didn't need it so it's I fine mean, the downfall is i you know i carry a few dollars in cash on me all the time yeah uh the you know just to make sure and those guys are nice. And I tipped him a 20, but I gave him every freaking dollar I had in the house. You know, <laughs> his credit card machine wasn't working. But it all got solved. And I was I was very grateful and thankful. And We made it home safe. We made it home safe. No one died. And I completed <laughs> the 1K in a day. Beulah May. I did it. That kind of freaked me out when you pulled in my backyard and... Not fell off your bike, but literally fell onto me. Onto well, the ground, I was like, the... I was like, oh, he thinks I'm really like done, but this is just what I do at the end of my trips. That was perfect. <laughs> I should have, if I was a busy catching your little <laughs> self, I would have taken a picture. Um, so I did it on my Sportster last year. Was on Angel's Dyna. Yep. I it's been so long, I can't really tell the difference of the bike. I was concerned because it's just a Sportster. I don't have a, sh- a fairing or anything. Um, but yeah, it was, it was doable. I mean, it wasn't unpleasant, but I'm sure it's more comfortable on other bikes. And we talked about that too, like tanks that can go 250, they're only making four gas stops versus our eight to 10. Yeah. So. Well, and that's why 
I walked away from the mic to heat up my coffee. That's why in the stampede. <laughs> All right, I'm going to have a cookie now. Have a cookie. Thanks, Nicole. You earned it. Nicole made them for us. Direct from. Thanks for checking in on us. Oh, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> She uh, she had a good time following all that. I know a lot of people did. I want to see the stories. Oh yeah. I'm not on the gram, so I have to. Not look on at the yours. gram, and that's right. I gotta take a break. Well, that sounds pretty healthy. Well, don't worry, you're all over my gram, and everybody's pretty darn excited. But you did real well in the wind too. I know. That was funny. The last we left Bishop, and my bike was just all over the place because we had a side wind, and my fairing. That fairing will just catch everything, mm. you know. It just starts throwing it left and right. And yeah, I didn't. I didn't did have much well. trouble with that. Mm. So I was grateful for that because I have ridden in tough wind down the three ninety five, just head on into like twenty mile an hour wind. And just, so when you're already going eighty, you're just like, <sighs> right. You want to slow down to fifty just to feel normal. Not well, bad. and that's something. <laughs> that's something I think about too. Like coming back from. Like Joshua Tree, you go down the 62 past the fans. Oh, God. So my debate is, do you go slow and keep control and try to, like, be more upright? Or do you just – what I do, I just tuck down and ride the 45-degree angle in the wind and try to get through it as fast as I can Well, I, versus suffering yeah. through it slowly. I think that's doable on a bike that does not have a fairing. Mm. you can you can suck down and oh yeah i've gone to 62 i'm not 45 i think i'm more like 68 <laughs> degrees i mean i'm so far over yeah you're just hoping that sidewall of the tire hangs on yeah congratulations beulah may ride one can a day thanks I for am, uh accepting the invitation and making it pretty easy <laughs> i don't know i kind of thought oh, i'm gonna play host and this will be great and you, you were on my butt the whole time. <laughs> you were rocking it, no matter how fast or slow I went. Because I like to, you know, change my speed. You were always right there, and you just honed in and stayed on my butt. It was awesome. It was real. I'd compare you to Angel. Angel's real good at that. Like mm -hmm. I always know Angel's right on my butt when we ride, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a very comforting feeling. So, congratulations, Miss Beulah May. <sighs> ride one can a day. So, what am I going to do next year? This is going to, I think this, this is like an annual thing, maybe. Well, I still have to do one this year because I was 130 <laughs> some odd miles short. Blew the tire. You still have a couple hours. I still, that's, I should just Oh like my God. Jump Drive on. me home. Ride me home. Like you follow me home and come back come and you'll back. make it. I'll be make it. But you might home. have to like uh, cut over Cajalco and take um, the 215 and like do a little, we it might be a better story than you riding on the back of my little farty sportster. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Oh, my God. I, that would have been maybe against the spirit of the... Who knows? There's not too many of them, but we're having a good time. Yeah. <clears throat> we did it. Go to sleep, Beulah. I, I'm, I'm asleep. Well done. <laughs> I'm already asleep. Thank you. Good night. American Roadrunner presents Roadrunner in the Headlight. Thank you, Miss Nicole. And yes, we are back at it with your ride one can a day, Roadrunner in the Headlight. I got to tell you, it is such a great honor and privilege to get to share everyone's stories with you all the way you all have enjoyed my stories. Rider one of three. These guys were killing it on the gram at Mr. Carlos underscore PZ1. Knocked out his first 1K with a few friends. 
and others that joined for a leg of it. He crushed 1,002 miles in 19 hours, 27 minutes, and put together an awesome video of the ride. You can see the link in his bio on the gram at Carlos underscore PZ1. He writes, first time doing a 1K. Started at 3 a.m. in L.A. Shot up the 395 to Reno, cut west on the 80 toward Sacramento. Hit a nasty storm through Tahoe, thankful to be alive. From Sacramento, we started our journey home south on the 5. Four of my friends peeled off at the 126 towards Ventura. I kept going towards my home in Burbank. I was a few miles short, so I stayed on the 5 towards downtown L.A. and circled back on the 101 to the 170, to the first gas station I pumped at. Ended up with 1,001.7 miles on my trip meter. It wasn't hard, but it wasn't easy. Weather definitely took its toll as my feet got wet. My buddy had extra socks, and I grabbed two bags to put my feet in. My boots were wet on the inside. Other than that, I'm ready for the next one. Here's a link to a video I put together about the trip on my YouTube channel, blah, blah, blah. Check it out in his bio. Well done, Carlos. Let's get to number two of the three. This is at VC underscore box and breakfast. Crushed this 1K loop out of Ventura with a few buds. As tagged, 1,040 miles in 19 hours, 59 minutes. Ride started out in Ventura, California at 3 a.m. I was optimistic, excited, and even a little nervous. We rode from Oxnard to Santa Clarita, California in the dark. From Santa Clarita, we took the 14 to Lancaster and headed north until the 14 turned into the 395. Sometime during this portion of the ride, the sun began to rise, and it was beautiful. This ended up being my favorite part of the ride. We took the 395 all the way to Reno, Nevada. We took the 80 from Reno, Nevada to West Sacramento. This ride was the worst part of the trip. It was just above freezing at some point, and it rained throughout this ride through the mountains. All I could think about was getting through this part of the ride into Sacramento. We made it and regrouped in West Sacramento. We rode from there to Bakersfield, California, and fueled up to, for a push home. I made it home in 22 hours, 55 minutes. Cold, hungry, tired, and ready for a hot bath, which I took. It was well worth the pain and suffering to complete this ride. Big shout out to Rafa, Jose, Carlos, George, and Martha. Always good to read some good first-time successes. This is rider three of three of this group at On The Gram, E.L. Rafa Patron. E-L-R-A-F-A-P-A-T-R-O-N crushed this 1K from Ventura, California to Reno, Nevada and back with a few friends. He logged 1,029 miles in 19 hours, 59 minutes. Great work, boys. Hope to see you again next year. Coronavirus had everyone down, upset, and a whole bunch of other emotions. We united even closer and our motorcycle community, riding more often and naming each ride Rona, Rona 2, using Roman numerals so we could complete each of our rides. I had unofficially completed many ride 1Ks, never signing up for anything to show for. We decided, what a better time. My dad turning 70 this August, I figured, let's make it official. I can't explain the unity of our friends and family this ride gave us. Can't wait for the next. Awesome, 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 awesome. 
Next on the block, at on the gram underscore Gavin Sutherland knocked down his third Ride One Can a Day with us. It's usually to his favorite brewery in San Francisco, but the Rona had different plans. Can't stop him from riding, though. 1,002 miles, 19 hours, 27 minutes. Left San Diego just before sunrise. Dawn Patrol headed up 99 through California's agricultural heartland. Roads were wide open. Headed west to the East Bay, then took the Bay Bridge over to the city. Wow, that's a pretty one. Traffic was light. Was weird to be in San Francisco and not hit my favorite brewery. Picked up the 101 and headed leisurely south. Foggy along the coast through Santa Barbara and Ventura. Right at sunset, I happened to be at Sunset Boulevard. So I got off the freeway and watched the sunset and attempted some lame-ass pictures. <laughs> got back on the road and about an hour later hit 1K. Right around the former Lion Country Safari. It was a fast day. I rode slow, but I fasted. Got home about 10 and cracked a beer and was able to purchase mail order from San Francisco Brewery. Boom. Well done. That's great. Mail order on the brewery. I love it. Okay, we got a triple. Here we go. Rider one of three at Auto T3K. Crushed this 1K loop in Canada of all places. For equivalency, that's 1,609 kilometers. With two friends, as tagged, this is his third annual ride, and we logged this one at 1,686 kilometers total in 19 hours, 16 minutes. Our friends of the north. Rats. It was probably a bit early in the season here in Canada for a long day like this, but with everything else in the world being canceled, we needed the escape and a break from the go-to-work-and-go-home house arrest. We met up and had coffee. It was warm. 3 Celsius, about 35 degrees Fahrenheit, off we went, layers and all. It's a long weekend here, but nobody is traveling, so roads were smooth sailing. The day heated up, no rain, perfect mild day weather. The hardest struggle of the year's ride was no restaurants being open, no bathrooms available, simple things we took for granted on a ride. Technically, we weren't even sure if interprovincial travel was allowed. For us Americans, that means between state to state. They call them provinces up there. We call them states. So, you know, back to it. But we slid in on the secondary roads and were in and out before anyone ever knew we were gone. Another 1K in the books for me and a couple more 1K V cards had been taken. Already planning next year's ride. Well done. Wait, that's right. He had partners. Rider two of three. This one goes out to on the gram at M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E-R-E-S-C-H. McKenzie Rich. I think I'm saying that correct or very incorrect. Knocked out this Canadian 1K with the other two pals as mentioned. 1,682 kilometers in 19 hours, 16 minutes. That's 1,045 miles, folks. Here it goes. What an amazing experience to have with some buddies. The weather was great during the day. Finished off cold, but worth it. With coronavirus going on, it was a great way to get out and experience something new. This is a memory that will last a lifetime. Well written. And we'll get number three. Back to you on the next show. 
boy, these last two shows have all been about the ride 1K in a day because we don't get to go to the shows anymore. We don't get to gather. We get to get out and ride. There's nowhere to stop and eat. You just got to get out, have a good time, do what you do, rock it. Miles. Miles equals smiles, which equals all the other good things that we get to enjoy in this American and, as noted, Canadian life. Next time on the show, we're going to be diving deep into some stuff. Hope you can check it out. We'll see you all back here in a week or two. Be good to yourself and all this, my fellows. Till then, keep your rubber side down. Sincerely, some guy who likes to write books and host a motorcycle show by the name of Bob Marshall. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. All I want is a machine between my legs and an open highway. Music for the American Roadrunner podcast is brought to you by Meek. The American Roadrunner podcast is an ARR production. Keep up with Bob Marshall and his adventures and stories from the road at AmericanRoadRunnerTheBook.com, American Roadrunner on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube. We'll see you on the road.